This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Billy Joe Armstrong playing a show in London, England Saturday night. Renounced his American citizenship. Here's a clip of that. <laughs> America, I'm renouncing my citizenship. I'm Those are some harsh words. I, I have heard since the uh, Supreme Court decision, uh, Roe versus Wade, was overturned last week, that the number of people happens anytime something goes sideways down there. People start Googling, how do I move to Canada? And apparently that's yeah. shot up again over the past week. Do you think Billy Joe's going to have any trouble with customs now? That <laughs> like, is it an official thing if you're on stage at a rock show and you renounce your citizenship? It, it, do they make note of that at the uh, at the customs yeah. agency? Oh, that's that's a verbal agreement, Billy. <laughs> Sorry, you're staying in jolly old England. Your passport is no longer valid, <laughs> sir. <laughs> that yeah. would be fun though if Billy Joe Armstrong moved into your neighborhood like in he, England. He went through with it. Yeah, yeah. If he put his money where his mouth is, I'd I'd, I'd respect that. It'd be a good little reality show or sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy on the Bobby or something. Like that. Yeah, or he moves to Halifax, some small fishing town. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Billy Joe Armstrong renouncing his American citizenship. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. American Ninja Warrior. You're familiar with the TV show, right, Jim? Yeah, it's just a really elaborate obstacle course really athletic people have to do. Well, the company that invented Ninja Warrior announced yesterday that the obstacle course could become a part of of the Olympics at the 2028 Summer Games in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. Really? Kind of awesome. I mean, are we really? I mean, it's... I mean, I would be intrigued to see it, but is it really a sport? What is it? Well, you need to be very athletic. Sure. I'd say it's more of a sport than a lot of the stuff that's in the Olympics. But it's not like, it's such a novelty, you know, it's not like every town is going to have a Ninja Warrior course or every country has one where children can learn in grade school and then train their whole lives to do this like they do with golf and whatever sports are recently added. It's called monkey bars at the park, Jim. (laughs) Sliding down. (laughs) It seems stupid. I don't like it. It wouldn't be its own event. It would be part of the pentathlon. Currently, the events in the pentathlon are fencing, swimming, equestrian, show jumping, equestrian show jumping, that's one, laser pistol shooting, and running. And they, the one they want to get rid of is the, the horse stuff. They want to get the equestrian show jumping out of the pentathlon. Why? Animal cruelty, let me guess. No, I don't oh, know. Okay. It's just... Uh, the. Super random? You know, <laughs> you want to talk about not everyone have like does everyone have a horse to ride? Well, there's a there's a rich history of horse racing, horse riding in sports and athletics. It goes back a thousand years. So yeah, there is something there. But I, I want to see if they're gonna do Ninja Warrior course, I want a full blown wipeout course. I want spinning obstacles, <laughs> smoking people in the face, the, people getting pied. The big red balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of innuendo being tossed around by the commentators. Yeah. I I think it would be pretty cool to be cheering for your country. In a ninja warrior competition like that on a global scale. I think rock climbing is part of the Olympics. So, I mean, the, each individual part of the course 
there is kind of a reflection already in the Olympics. That but. salmon ladder isn't easy. Which one's that? The salmon ladder is the one where you have to do a chin up, and then you pull the bar out, and you oh, go onto yeah, the you, know, you, yeah. you like lift the bar into the next uh, rung. Yeah, and then you have to climb up that way. Like, dude, that's a that's a sport. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying, where are we drawing the line here? I get it that it probably gets ratings, and that's what they're worried about. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The integrity of the... Is there even any integrity in the Olympics? Like, why do I care? I don't know. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock, cock, cock. Let's do sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Big night for the Hamilton Bulldogs last night. Yeah, they beat Shawinigan to advance to the final at the Memorial Cup. They will now play St. John and should be a pretty good game on Wednesday. Shawinigan, notoriously a, a good hockey town with just a fun name to say. <laughs> if you can say it. Shawinigan. Shawinigan, more like Shalusigan. <laughs> Hear that, Shawinigan? Well, that'll be exciting. So they're going to the final. Bulldogs, uh, one of the favorites all season long to win the Memorial Cup, and they may make that a reality. Let's stick with hockey here. The Hockey Hall of Fame has announced uh, some inductees. Yes, Henrik and Daniel Sedin, along with Roberto Luongo and Daniel Alfredson, headline this year's crop of inductees to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And they're all fine selections. That's great. What bothers me is that Alexander McGillney continues to be left off the list. He has been on the list for 13 years, and for 13 years he has been snubbed, even though his stats line up with a lot of players who have been inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame including Daniel Alfredson. But also, if you look back at his career, the reason we have so many Russian hockey players in the NHL is because of Alex McGillney. He was the very first player to defect from the Soviet Union back in 1989 to the NHL. He risked his life to join the Buffalo Sabres of all teams. And so all players who have followed in his skates should thank him. And for that reason alone, he should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Aside from the politics, are his stats good enough to get in there? He, he I don't think he was ever a captain or an assistant. He, he put up some points, but was he, he was that great? a captain of the uh, Buffalo oh, uh, okay. Sabres, uh, but he also played 990 games. He had over a thousand points. He was over a point per game player. And when you look at uh, some of the guys who are in the Hockey Hall of Fame, like Guy Carboneau made it in. He was more of a defensive guy. He had 663 points. Paul Correa made it in with 989 mm. points. He didn't even have have not 1,000 points. Martin St. Louis played more games and had what less and one more point than McGillney. So in terms of uh, you know points, he is right up there with lots of guys who have been enshrined into the Hockey Hall of Fame. What would you guess the issue is then? Did he sleep with somebody's wife over at the Hockey Hall of Fame? Why is he getting uh, rejected? That's a great question. I don't know because he was a great quote when he was playing as well. Hockey writers used to love him because he would say off the wall things. He wasn't the, you know, the the cut and dried type of quote. So I don't know why he hasn't been inducted. It's a complete mystery to me. It's something that should be rectified immediately. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. This weekend, Stranger Things concludes season four with the final two episodes coming out. 
Oh, so it's not a mass release of all the episodes? They released them separately? They released the majority of the episodes already, and they held back the two final oh episodes. <laughs> which come out this weekend. Okay, okay. You haven't been watching, I'm assuming. Jim. No, no. Is it good? Because it kind of took a dip after the first season, in my humble opinion, but... Yeah, it, it's it's decent. I, I've been enjoying it. it. My issue is... I get all the, like, if you're young and you didn't grow up in the 80s, you think it's the most original show going, but I can pick up on all the stuff they've ripped off. Like, this season is a total ripoff of Nightmare on Elm Street. How so? Well, there's this guy who, uh, if you go into a trance, he gets in your head and he kills you while you're in a trance. Oh, but only if you're in the trance? Yeah, and he's yeah. got he's got one hand with long fingers. Shut <laughs> up. I swear to God. I see it's a total ripoff of Nightmare on Elm Street. And he's got a, a striped sweater, but it's vertical stripes. <laughs> Robert England is actually in it. Okay. He's in the show. He's he's not the uh, the creepy bad guy, but the guy who played Freddy Krueger. Oh, so that is a nod to fans then yes. for sure, right? Yeah, they had to acknowledge that they were borrowing from Nightmare on Elm Street. But the uh, you probably heard this, because this is uh, pretty insane, actually. This song that's uh, back on the charts from the 80s, Kate Bush. Yeah. This song, like everybody's covering it on TikTok and stuff like that, and it's getting played a lot. I never heard this song ever before in my life. And I know a lot of 80s like popular songs that were big hits, but this one I never heard it before. I think it's a bigger hit now than it was in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, like it's maybe. breaking records. But the premise of the show is the only way to get out of the trance and get away from the, the Freddy Krueger guy is if you hear your favorite song. And this is one of the character's favorite songs. Okay. In the movie. So so now everyone's talking about what would your song be if you went into a, a trance and a monster was going to kill you unless you heard your favorite song. Uh, you got to let your friends know what your favorite song is. Yeah, so tell can, them now. They can snap you out of it. Yeah, yeah. If you ever start, your eyes roll back in your head and you start twitching, <laughs> they know what to do. What oh, would it be I'd for be you, like, Jim? I'd be dying. I'd be like, oh, I don't have a favorite song. Like it used to be this, but I get sick of it. Changes every three years. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't even know what my favorite song would be. It's hard to say. Oh man, I don't know. Do you know what, what your favorite song would be? Yeah, I might have to go out of touch by Hollow Notes. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of touch. I'm out of time. Yeah. I'm going to say After the Gold Rush by Neil Young is my favorite song. Okay. But, um, I, I would have guessed the band. I know that they're one of your favorite artists. Sure, so yeah. Neil Young kind of falls into that genre. Yeah, yeah. But I, like in two years, it might change. So Well, we don't need to know two years. Like I'm talking, you go into the trance today, I'm playing Neil Young. Okay, okay. Right? I hope it works. To save your life. I hope I haven't heard it in a while. Talking about uh, Stranger Things. The final two episodes of season four come out this weekend. And this song is blown up. Part of the plot of the new season. Mild spoiler. If you haven't watched it yet, come on. Come on. To save your life, you need to listen to your favorite song. This is one of the characters' favorite songs. So to... 
Do you have to put it on a record player and like hope they're in the same room, or are people running up with like Walkman and like putting headphones on somebody? Like, yeah, how do you play somebody's song? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. they put the the Walkman on her. She snaps out of it. The hmm. trance. So we're asking you guys if you had to listen to your favorite song to save your life. What song would it be? We're getting some messages here on uh, uh, text. Mine would be One by Metallica. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, scare the demons away. This would wake most people up out of a trance. <laughs> Friends napping on the couch hungover. I'd probably get them up. It's kind of like the, the video for One by Metallica. I don't know if I remember it. It's got the guy who's in a coma. I don't know if I've seen he the video. He can't feel. He can't feel. That's my nightmare, though. Taking my speech, taking my hearing, taking my sight, my legs, my soul. Yeah, that's the... He never snaps out of it, though, in the Metallica video. So don't expect a happy ending if you're going to be watching <laughs> that Spoiler one Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, another listener says Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Californication. See, this was my favorite song at one point. Like when the album came out, but then like... But then we played it way too much on the radio. No, it was just like what we were talking about, <laughs> you know? It's like you hear a song too many times. After a couple of years, you move on to a new one, right? Right. So that was like so grade gotta, seven when that song came out for me. You got to make sure the list is up to date. Hey, what song is going to save your life if you uh, were in Stranger Things? Well, I can't remember the name of the artist, but it's uh, Copperhead Road. Steve Earle. Yes, man, Steve Earle. And what's your name? I'm Rob. Rob, okay. All of Rob's friends, make sure you have a Steve Earle CD on standby, just in case yeah, you man. need to save this guy's life. Thanks, pal. Oh, my God, Beckna's got Steve. <laughs> Grab the Walkman. Yeah, okay, he's, all right. Again, uh, I'm sure that was a lot of people's favorite song in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I mean, Steve Earle does rock. That's a great tune. Uh-huh. We'll continue the conversation. You want to let us know what your Stranger Things song is, head over to the Taz and Jim Facebook page. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Sad story out of Atlanta. A Subway sandwich artist was shot and killed after an argument with a customer about too much mayonnaise being on a sandwich. No, jeez. Can you believe that? Well, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, The woman who was shot and killed, her son was working in the store at the time. A customer got all upset because there was too much mayonnaise on his sub. He escalated the situation, ended up shooting and killing the uh, the subway worker. Here's the owner of the subway franchise talking about this terrible incident. It just breaks my heart to know that someone has the audacity to point a weapon and shoot someone for as little as too much mayonnaise on a sandwich. Imagine being this person who, who pulled the trigger, and now you're locked up, and you have to think about how you threw away your entire life, you shattered someone else's life, because you had too much mayonnaise on a sandwich? 
I feel like a lot of times, though, this person was going to shoot somebody, you know, soon. You know, you're carrying a gun around. You ha- you're looking you're for the type of personality. Almost. Yeah, you're, you're just looking to bust it out. So whether it was this unfortunate lady who got it or somebody else, this guy's probably ended up in jail anyway. Stories from Newsweek, and uh, they, they reference another incident. This is back months ago. A Jack in the Box, which is an American fast food franchise, employee was shot after a dispute over... The amount of sauce that a customer receives. So this isn't an isolated. Oh, they didn't get enough sauce. Didn't get enough sauce. See, because I will obviously nobody should be assaulted for working and and not following your order completely. But I do find it very annoying when they put on too much mayo because you can't take it off. Sometimes, like I like a little bit of mayo. I don't like biting into a sandwich and getting a ton of mayo in my mouth, like one glob. It makes me gag. So sometimes okay. you go. Are we I get talking a, about a foot long or I'm a about, six inch? Usually, well, either either or. I go. Right. Can I get a little bit of mayo? And then they got that mayo bottle with the wide mouth on it, and they go, and you go. Yeah, I asked for a one a pass. Bit. Oh, that's how you I say do sub sauce. I'm like, can I just get one flyover with the sub sauce? Mm, a, a one pass flyover. Not multiple. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing? Don't yeah, go back. Yeah. Instruct them as they go. And worst case scenario. Don't take the sub if there's too much yeah, mayonnaise on it. Yeah, get them to remake it. it. I, that's I'm, rude, too, but, I mean, they'll do it. Well, the nice thing is if you ask them to remake it at Subway, you can watch them re- remake it. You're not, <laughs> right you're not your the eyes. annoying customer who sends it back, and then yeah. maybe you're getting a little extra sauce on the on the sandwich in the back room there. But uh, I like this one-pass flyover phrase because I get the zigzag. And that's too much. Too much coverage. Right. right. So maybe that's just, just about how you say it. Just a one-pass flyover on the mayonnaise from yeah, now on. Yeah. And, and don't take the scenic route. By God, just uh, show some respect for people who are working out there, mm-hmm. you know, on the front lines of, uh, of retail, doing it for not a lot of money. Sometimes it's their second job. They haven't slept much. They might make a mistake. Right. It's just mayonnaise, people. Mm-hmm. Dab it off with a napkin. Hey, also, make your own damn sandwich if you're that picky. (laughs) Exactly. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Text us anytime during the show. (laughs) I like this one. Graham uh, wanted to correct me. Uh, Earlier, I was talking about Our Lady Peace playing Kitabala up in the Muskokas Mm -hmm. this weekend. And Graham sent us this message. Taz, it's Muskoka, singular... Please don't be one of those people who pluralizes it. Sincerely, somebody from Muskoka. Whoa, they don't like it. It's like when you say the Ukraine instead of Ukraine. It's just it's Ukraine. Just Ukraine. So the you Muskoka- don't say the Canada, <laughs> right? That's no. how my, my wife is Ukrainian, and that's how because when we first started dating, I said the Ukraine. Yeah, as I did, and she said. Uh, it's not the Canada. It's not yeah. the Ukraine. It's Ukraine. So you only say the Muskokas if you're referring to a group of cottage chairs somewhere, like the Muskokas. But if you're talking yeah, go about... go get the Muskokas, put yeah. them around the fire for tonight. We're going to make s'mores. Then it makes sense. Uh-huh. But it's just... Muskoka. Muskoka. Hmm. Well, must be nice if that's your biggest problem, <laughs> yeah. like Graham. Dude, if you have a place in Muskoka, who cares how people pronounce it? Exactly. <laughs> All right, is Devin Peacock ever going to invite us to the, the Peacock Cottage in Muskoka? It's one of those things like if he was ever gonna, he would have already. He said during COVID, every summer during COVID, he's like, oh, guys, it's too bad. This was going to be the summer that you guys came up to the cottage. Yeah. 
It was going to be a ton of fun. Oh, we were going to do some boating, fishing. Oh, just treat you fellas. Maybe we bump into Martin Short, who is his Muskoka neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Marner and the boys will be up there. Yeah, you never knows? know. We might play some puck, you know. I think Dev's worried we'd embarrass him by doing something crazy like calling it the Muskoka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those guys aren't from around here. These idiots are embarrassing me. <laughs> the truth. Who do you trust? Elon Musk celebrating a birthday and he is turning 51 years old. We've each got a fact about Elon, myself, Jim Kelly, and one of our producers. We've got Ryan here. Hey, Ryan, buddy. Hey, Taz. How are you? Pretty good. Yourself? Oh, it's Elon Musk's birthday. How could we be any better? (laughs) Okay, our contestant, Steve, in Exeter, Ontario. Steve, are you an Elon fan? Yeah, his best friend, actually. (laughs) Love the guy. Okay, so this might be easy for you here. Uh, Jim, why don't you go first with your fact about Elon Musk? Elon Musk. Did you know that he was the inspiration for Tony Stark and Iron Man? Not from the comics, but from the movie, Robert Downey Jr. was like, okay, I'm not a billionaire. I got I to gotta learn what billionaires act like. So should I base myself on Bill Gates? Too nerdy. Not Warren Buffett? Too old. Elon Musk? Just right. And that's why Elon Musk had a cameo in Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sure? truth. That's sure the truth. You know, because that's why Tony Stark's so cool. In Iron yeah, Man, it's because yeah, it's based on Elon? cool Elon Musk. Yeah, all right. Uh, what is your fact about Elon Musk, Ryan? So Elon Musk absolutely loves Pita Pit. While he was a student at Queen's University in Kingston, he worked at a Pita Pit part-time, and then he just like fell in love with it. Uh, anytime he's in ha- Canada, he has to stop in at a Pita Pit. Hmm. Pita, pita pit, not a pizza pita pit. pit. Yeah, <laughs> pizza pit sounds good too, though. I, I do eat at a pizza pit. Mm-hmm. I would too. So he loves. He worked at a pita pit. Yeah, well, he was a college student. Well, university student at Queens. I worked in Kingston for five years, and I know that Kingston, Ontario, is the home of pita pit. The first pita pit in the world is in Kingston, Ontario. But I don't know if Elon Musk, you think they'd, I've been into that pita pit, you'd think they'd put a picture up or something if he worked there. <laughs> right? I don't remember They're seeing missing anything out. like that. Okay, here is the truth about Elon Musk. You know he was going bald? I'm a bald man, so I'm kind of obsessed with this sort of thing. He was going bald, and all of a sudden he had this full luscious head of hair. Mm-hmm. So uh, something happened there. He had this uh, transplant surgery where real human hair is implanted onto your head. Now the hair, guess where it comes from? The butt. So the on, <laughs> on his head is is butt hair. The crazy part is... It's not his butt hair. He is so rich, he can he can get anyone's butt hair to put on his head. He got donor butt hair? Donor butt hair. The donor? Canada's sweetheart, Ryan Reynolds. No. Yeah. He probably paid a pretty penny for that. Well, nothing's free, bud. Mm. So on Elon Musk's head, that's Ryan Reynolds' butt hair. Wow. That's Deadpool's butt. <laughs> 
Who do you trust? Is it Jim Kelly with Elon Musk was the inspiration for Tony Stark and Iron Man 2? Uh, was it the Peter Pitt story from Ryan or myself with his hair transplant? I'm going to go with uh, Ryan. Really? No, he did not work at Pita Pit. He was the inspiration for Iron Man. John Favreau, the director, admitted it to Time Magazine. Ah. Mm-hmm. And, and Elon Musk was in Iron Man, too. He shakes Tony Stark's hand yeah, at one yeah. point there at like a party or something Little like cameo, that. cameo, right? Yeah. Okay, what do we do with Steven here? Let's let Ryan decide, because Ryan, he trusted you. Technically, he lost the game. Do we still give him the lotto tickets? I mean, I don't see why not. All right. Congratulations, <laughs> Steven. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.